which was your goal and you're, as you're smirking <laughs> over there. Ha <laughs> This is the interview from the Y Milbank podcast studio in Milbank, South Dakota. This is Craig Weinberg with um, a guest that I got to know probably seven years ago. I actually think you guys, I think we did, did we do pregnant pictures with you? Or no, that was with your second child. My second. Yes. And uh, let's see, one year pictures with our oldest. So that would have been six years ago? Six and a half. Uh, six, six and a half years ago, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Laura Kelly's in studio with us. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. We've been talking about this for a long time, getting in here. You, uh, you've been moonlighting on the side at the actual radio station, preparing for your debut yeah, on the podcast. I have, yeah. That's excellent. I wanted to be really prepared. <laughs> so you're, ad you're, you're adding all the time you can get at the, at the boring radio. That's not nice. Sorry, Carino. Not boring, but... No, of course not. Um, so you... Um, we're similar in age, I think. Um, I, 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 I think I, so. I'm just thinking like I, like the things we do. You yes, are yes. from the upper Midwest. Yes. You were born, born, born and raised. Well, okay. Oh. So I, I mostly Fargo is where I'm from. Um, I was born in Valley City, North Dakota, and I lived there till I was five. But we don't have any roots there. My my dad just had a job there for about five years. Where is that um, at? It is. Um, this an oil field. City? No, no. It is only an hour west of Fargo on I-94. Oh, so, okay. Yep. Is it a tiny little place? Or do you, um, you remember it, a, really? I do, actually. I I have, you know, I have actually a really good memory from childhood and all that. Um, I can recall quite a bit. <laughs> it's it's weird. I, I thought it was normal until until I talked to other people who couldn't remember that stuff. <laughs> um let's see uh yeah so I was five and I I do remember quite a bit um that town is I don't know 10,000 ish but they do have a college there Valley City State um, okay I think it's called so has it at this point is it kind of a is it too far away to be a suburb of Fargo oh yes at this, yes so it's too a stand far. okay yep yep standalone definitely and then you moved to Fargo at five ish when I was five yes and then there till adulthood till I was 20 and then I moved to South Dakota when I was 20 well welcome thank you <laughs> you've been, been here longer than me <laughs> <laughs> I won't say how many years that was because that'll age me but just a couple um it's been a few yeah and you uh your job career now I, not that I want to or your job history let's say yes um did you go to college up in there? I did not. I joined the club. Welcome. Oh, Neither okay. did I. I I'm I don't regret it either. Okay. Um I I always uh growing up I I never knew what I wanted to be exactly. The only thing I could think of that was that I wanted to be a mom. Radio DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was not on my list ever, actually. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to be a mom and so I was like I'm not going to go and waste money at college when I don't have a specific thing I, I wanted to do. Um, and not that that's, you know, there's anything wrong with that. But for me specifically, I would have had to pay for it myself. My parents weren't going to be paying for it. Um, I wasn't I wasn't going to just go and have a good four-year, big, big old four-year party just for the heck of it. That's it's uncannily my exact reasoning for not going to college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's expensive. I mean, it, it was is. a long time ago for me too, but 
too. I mean, it was a long time ago for me, not so much you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know either. I had different thoughts, but it just never. Right. And now I am here in the Midwest doing some strange things that <laughs> I never really thought I'd be doing, but I love it. So. Well, good. Um, how long have you, like you say, you moved to to South Dakota? Mm-hmm. Where? Here? No, I moved to Sioux Falls. Um, oh. Chris and I moved to Sioux Falls, um, gosh, a number of years ago. <laughs> we lived down there for about eight years, and then we moved. Well, so now this this is going to totally give away my age, but um, about eight years. Only for those doing math. <laughs> we, we lived there about eight years, and now we've lived in Millbank for about seven. Okay. Um, he's from Big Stone City, uh, South Dakota. Oh, so that's the pull to yeah, this area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you're, uh, like, in all of this, do you have siblings? I do. I'm the oldest of three kids. Mm. Um, <laughs> I know why you wanted to get out of there. No. <laughs> I have a brother and a sister, too. So you say one of your, your driving forces as a kid was wanting to be a mom. Was that, did you kind of be mom a, a, a little bit with your siblings, um, or are they close mm, enough? Well, my brother's two years younger, and okay. my sister is six and a half. Um they would say <laughs> they they would have they would have a different reaction for you i think um i was a little on the bossy side i wasn't no. so much i know it's hard to believe um it wasn't so much of a momish feel it was more of a dictatorial yeah nice. yeah i think so not that i'm proud of it but we have a great relationship now hey see it worked out <laughs> Yeah, we're great friends now after I moved out of the house and I stopped telling him what to do. <laughs> uh, you currently are a, would we call it a co-director? Uh, essentially, yeah. The, my official title <coughs> is the uh, Event and Tourism Director at the Millbank Area Chamber of Commerce. Mac? M-A-C-C. That's right. So, that's kind of a long title, but. But if it does the job. It does the job, yeah. It explains it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking of Mac. I had a something came to mind I have to go get. (laughs) Because why not? (laughs) Why not? Uh, How did you get into that job? Like the, the the chamber gig, you started as kind of a secretary, yeah, uh, administrative it a, assistant. It, yes, I did. Um, so what happened was at the time my husband was on the board of directors for the okay. chamber, and he, um, he was on ended up being on the board for a total of five years. But um, five? No, let me see here. Twenty fourteen, in in the uh, spring of twenty fourteen. They were looking for an assistant for just the summer to cover Barley Fest. Hmm. Um, to be they had the grunt? A, yeah, essentially. To be the main grunt? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. To, um, yeah, to, you know, help out with the, the full-time director because um, that was the only person in the office at that time. And um, at that point, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had a, oh gosh, two and a three-and-a-half-year-old. And I was... Um, going insane on a daily basis with two little boys at home um so you wanted a slight a slight reprieve yeah yeah and i never thought once i once i became a mom um i thought i will not work until they're both in school full-time because Mm -hmm. i just i want to be there and i want to 
raise them. I don't want a daycare to raise them. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. And then no, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me personally, that was important. And uh, so I, I was like I said, going a little bit crazy on a daily basis. They just wouldn't settle down ever, and mm-hmm. it was just I, for those moms out there, you and dads, you just you get it. It's it's chaos, and sometimes you just need some adult interaction. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, they, Chris was like, well, they, they are looking for a part-time thing, and I didn't know if you'd be interested. In, and it would be like, you know, two, three months at the most, um, very part-time, like f- 15 hours a week sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to start. And then, you know, right up to Farley Fest, it would get to be more, and I'd be there the whole weekend and that sort of thing. So well, d- did it just hang on after that? It like did. It, it seemed to yeah. fit. I just, I loved it. Um, it was, being the assistant was so much fun for me and getting to be a part of such a big thing for Millbank. Mm-hmm. Farley Fest is is such a big, um, a big deal. Um, it's it's the, the weekend, um, the biggest weekend of the year as far as um, bringing in, you know, people from, from out of town who maybe are from here who want to come back and just, you know, see their mm-hmm. family reunions yeah. and all that stuff and so i just really wanted to um to stay with with such a such a cool uh organization and such a uh, an organization that was doing so much for the community it just it really did feel right it fit yeah. um and so we t- the the board discussed it and they they let me stay on very part-time because i still did want to be with the kids a little and so, As one would. Uh, yes, yes. So it was only ten to fifteen hours a week for about a year or mm-hmm. so, and then it and then it became you know fifteen to twenty hours, and then after two years of that, um, the director position be- became uh, available, mm-hmm. and naturally, um, since I I did knew the most about the position at that <laughs> point in time. Did you have to apply? Um, well, and what wasn't it at that point that the board decided they would split it yes. into two? So it was, you know, the full time director and an assistant. And at that point in time, they decided to split it into two, two um, nearly full time positions um, who would be equals in the office. One event and tourism, correct. And then mm-hmm. the other person would do the, the membership and the finance. And so um, at that point, they basically were like, which one do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think I actually had to apply. I just kind of picked picked what I wanted to do, and I did that. <laughs> so of course, I picked the the more exciting side, <laughs> um, the uh, event and tourism. It's uh, it's the more the social side, the uh, exciting slash stressful, very stressful at times <laughs> side, <laughs> but it's worth it. Um, Have you, being that now, kind of where you coordinate the the Farley Fest, which kind of, the Farley Fest that, that weekend mm-hmm. has, I mean, it's lame name that because it's at Lake Farley, has yes. uh, kind of morphed to take the place of train festival yes. that used to be here. Yes. Um, you know, it's different, and you talk to the old timers, and it's horrible, not even remotely the same. Right. It's terrible. <laughs> um. And, you know, a couple episodes ago on this show, we had <coughs> some of the originals from in Train Fest in uh, to talk about how that worked and what they did. And it, it was a run for 21 or 22 years is where they ran for. Yeah. Um, 
and then you know over the next that was around 2006 i believe is when that ended correct and yep. then do you know how long it took for the chamber to get rid of trains was that just a couple of years ago um, when they actually got shipped out the t- actual trains got shipped out um about oh, three years ago and then and then it's then the city ripped up the track and, and then the track uh, well the railroad had to come take the track away right we sold the depot well the city sold the depot um or got rid of the depot um the trains did get sold off um to different areas so they didn't get just get destroyed they they're in museum type settings now um in different areas i i don't remember where they all went i know some one or two went to minnesota and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing but um so now we're several years on from that yeah uh, 11 probably 11 or 12 years on how much does that still get brought up? I, I just brought it up, but I mean, I, I'm digging into history. How much does that get brought up? Um, I think less and less every year, mm-hmm. but especially for those who were a part of Train Fest and those who have lived in Millbank their whole lives or most of their lives, it's still a, um, a vivid memory for them. Mm-hmm. And so they'll say, you know, oh, we wish you could do it like this. Well, it's kind of hard to do train fest when you don't have any trains. <laughs> exactly. You got to have a train. Yeah. That's the number one right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll get phone calls at the chamber um, asking uh, maybe from people who lived here years ago and I just don't know what's been happening. You know, when's train fest this year? And or um, can you still ride the trains? And those types of questions. Yeah, if and, you work for them. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, well, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, we don't even have trains. And mm-hmm. and I get a lot of surprised um, yeah. surprise uh, reactions because it was such a big deal and a popular thing for Millbank. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that it was a great thing for Millbank while it was here, but... Um, now that it's transitioned, I think Farley Fest is also a great thing for Millbank, um, for tourism, for bringing in, um, you know, dollars from from outside and bringing in that revenue to the town um, for a full weekend. Um, and I'm really happy to be a part of that. Everything we do, um, Farley Fest related, costs money. The stage and the artists and the porta potties and yeah. the lumberjack show. Um, all this, all this stuff is um, is money. And the goal of the chamber is not to make money. Now we don't want to lose money either because you know we're here to support the community. So Do, does it break even? Um, usually we at least break even or make just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then does that little bit go into next year's coffer? It, it does, or depending on how much is still sitting there, um, it, we do other things. For example, uh, the banners that are hung up all around mm-hmm. town on the, on the highways on main street. That's, that's something that we wanted to, um, give back as long as we don't lose money. That's, mm-hmm. that's the goal yeah. of the chamber. Yeah. <laughs> You've been toying about with this thing, and I, th- I, I believe that it started, correct me if I'm wrong, it started from uh, promoting the chamber and events. Uh-huh. Uh, you've kind of been getting more into this guest co-hosting on the morning <laughs> show in town. What, I mean, it, is that just a fun thing to do? Is it straight up uh, PR, or is this like mm-hmm. becoming a little fire that's burning to kind of play on the radio? Oh my gosh, play on I wasn't radio. expecting that question at all. Which was your goal as you're smirking <laughs> over there. Ha <laughs> ha. No, so 
basically um this is an unscripted interview yeah yeah that definitely is (laughs) so the it started uh the radio stuff started when um at you know, my position with the chamber as the event and tourism director, I'm naturally going to be asked to be on the radio to talk about the events and get the word out. Um, and especially in the summertime, I'm there quite a bit um, t- because we just have a lot going on at the chamber. And so it used to be a super nerve wracking thing for me where I would have this anxiety <laughs> about going on to the radio. Mm-hmm. And as as time went on, it became more and more comfortable. I used to have to like prep, you know, I'd have a page of notes and I'd um I would have to be super prepared and now I don't even I don't even really I bring don't even prepare in. <laughs> I just show up and wing it we pretty, shoot from the hip folks. pretty much yeah it it just has become a way more natural thing for me um which is nice uh and so um apparently I I did an okay job with those those uh, guest spots that uh Jeff Carino asked me um, to come in and, and guest, uh, or excuse me, co-host one time. And I guess it went okay because I've hey, been- asked you back. <laughs> and then when- uh, Was it two weeks ago you were there all week? Uh, or two three or weeks three ago. weeks ago I was there all week. And that was the second time I was there all week. Um, and then I'll fill in here and there. So it's- it Would is, you ever actually guest mm, host the thing? Like permanently? Like no, no, no. Like guest host. Like- Fill in for the like as the main guy. I don't think so. Be- only... You would be the main guy, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously not to misgender you. Hopefully, obviously, um, <laughs> I uh, only because that person runs the soundboard and all that sort of thing, and I have not a clue how to do any of that. So, well, the longer you hang out in here, you'll figure it well, out. Well, <laughs> that that technical <laughs> aspect, yeah. I have no interest in. To be really? totally honest, you don't yeah. want to you don't want to control the show. No. You just want to spout off your Correct. opinions. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I want to do both. So. Okay. <laughs> it, which is funny because I do like that control. <laughs> that might my natural oldest child tendency. Right. However, on something. The secret dictator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 technical aspect of 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 the show, I I just don't have an interest in. Um, mostly because all that uh, technology is just above my head totally and i don't know if it's an age thing or just an interest thing it just it's just right over my head and i'm okay with that is that bad <laughs> no you can be the personality some of the best radio guys and gals they don't do any of this they show up and it's their voice and opinion that people mm-hmm. listen to they, don't, they can't run nothing yeah i mean they don't know how to do it they talk in front of the microphone right and they give me my notes what am i supposed to say here <laughs> they get printed out a list of clips and numbers on them right I think it's more than that but <clears throat> yeah so it's become it's become a fun thing i don't i don't think i'd ever want it to become a full-time thing um it's just a nice change of pace a nice um especially in the in the summertime when it's uh kind of stressful for me at the chamber um <laughs> like this week for example this um, is why we're here folks yeah this is uh one week out from f- f- two Farley Fest 2018, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one week or, from today is this is day one of Farley Fest. And, and so, so we thought we had to, we talked was it a week ago we yeah, talked about doing yeah. this, and <laughs> Laura's like, well, maybe we should wait until afterward, and then we were talking, maybe not, 
Maybe she could be more volatile and crazy I, if she comes in right now. Yeah, that, that was the consensus, that maybe I would be a little less... Yeah, better host. <laughs> so let's talk about politics. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I would have a few more opinions in the, right? in the midst of all my chaos and craziness. So one question I have about this event, again, and we're going back and forth, but um, why country music? Is that just the biggest attraction? Um, I, yes. Uh, number one, it's just kind of a tradition, but... As far as I understand, uh, the general consensus from Millbank, and not the only consensus, I know there are plenty of people, because I hear from them, that um, that don't like country music. And I get it. I, I definitely get it. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's a more popular thing in this part of the country, and um, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to have an outdoor country concert. It just... It just is, and I know you're not a country fan, and so you just aren't aren't feeling it. But um, it's just one of those things, and hence why we started the rock concert four yeah, years but, ago. Yeah. But okay, <clears throat> now this year, Farley, you have a a, a wash up called Lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're really excited about them too because they they used to be nineties, uh, well, like ninety nine, and then early. I know 2000s. back when we were in school, right? Exactly in high school. Yeah. Yep. Um, back then they were super popular. Um, my own worst enemy was, um, a huge, huge hit back then. Um, and now they have recently transitioned into the more country scene. Oh, no way. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. But they're going to do their old stuff at the concert. It's going to be, um, a really, really good concert, actually. Say what you will. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it just is. Uh, now, was that a, a direct, did you go, how does the, pro- I, 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 we're going back here, sorry. How is the <laughs> process of selecting the artist? Because, I mean, we don't have the dollars to go high end, right, clearly. Right, What community does at this level. Right. Um, so you have to either get the new people who aren't mm-hmm. known yet, which was a Blake Shelton way back. Correct. Which Brick, We had Blake Shelton, Blake we had Luke Bryan. Yeah. Those were the which, two and they're that, huge that now. went really big. Correct. Yeah, and they were here first. Correct. Yes. The roots are here. Hello. Um. <laughs> don't forget the little people. We we like to say that we launched their careers. You know, Millbank launched their T- careers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if they don't, if they don't say that at every show, every interview, exactly, they should not get paid. No. So uh, I've told a couple <laughs> of the artists that I've worked with that you know, just build get the ready. Contract. Get ready. Oh, because this is it. You know, you're about to launch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, how, I mean, do you, like, ask the uh, booker uh, so, <laughs> what you want to have? Or? Well, I just call up Lit, and I'm like, hey. No, I'm kidding. Oh, such a good song. They may, they shouldn't care about this. No. It's straight-up promotion, guys. It is. Uh, this My Own Worst Enemy... From way back. And when people are say, they say, I've heard of Lit, who is it? Mm-hmm. I, I play them this song, and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but they had, they were, unless you were a groupie, they were, they had put one, one album maybe that was kind of big. Uh, yeah. That, that I know of, yeah. and that was that, this one. That first one was a big one for them. Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah. So back to your question, um, what happens? Or maybe I should let the song play. No, that's fine. Talk <laughs> over. It's better. Then we okay. don't get pulled down. <laughs> okay, got it. So uh, what happens is we have a promoter that we work with, mm -hmm. and the artists have their managers. So, so they go out and then kind correct. of deal them out and figure out My what people call their people, essentially. Wow, this is big time. <laughs> and so, uh, because they, you know, these artists aren't going to work with the Chamber of Commerce. Um, because they they don't deal with the, the low lay, the uh, low life. Us little people, they the don't have anything people, to they do don't with. Care. That's no. right. <laughs> no. So, it, and that's easier um, than those two, the, our promoter, mm -hmm. their manager. They negotiate everything and come to, come to a conclusion and we sign the contracts so um, usually what happens is we give our budget we say um, we'll maybe give throw out a few names see see what mm -hmm. those are gonna cost us um, we don't always get who we want of course but uh, <laughs> you know that happens and then our promoters will say well here's who I recommend here's who's in your budget here's who's available that weekend and, and uh, here's who you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> and we just go from there. And right. we decided we were going to go bigger and better than ever this year. And instead of two acts, we have four. And um, we're really excited. And there's some no-name country band singer guy, right? <laughs> He's on his way up. Well, so okay, we have Claire, uh, excuse me, we have Chase Bryant, who is our headliner. And he's being played on the radio um, on the country stations. Claire Dunn. I She's also being played on the country stations. Mm -hmm. Claire Danes? What? Claire oh, Dunn. Oh, not the actress. Okay. Not the actress. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Lit. And then we have another one, Bo Braswell, and he is more into the racing world with uh, motorcycles. Um, and that is how he has become um, or has gotten his name out there. And he um, is just entering, uh, not just entering, but he's also getting into the country music scene and he's he's transitioning from the the motorcycle stuff uh suzuki specifically um oh, i used to call them sasaki yes <laughs> uh oh <laughs> I, used, I, I, I used to teach motorcycle riding oh years back, did way you back. i mm -hmm. didn't know that well that's cool but uh yeah so anyway back he, when i lived where roads curved <laughs> um he he is transitioning um more to the Oh, country no music <laughs> no no Good. not like that um and uh he'll be making that more his his full-time deal yeah uh, within the next couple of years right. i believe have you ever thought of comic hmm. no because <laughs> i'm i i've started the process of talking to one of the up-and-coming clean comics of the world john okay. christ he's hilarious well we've, he's one of my favorite people in we've the world. brought comic excuse me comics in for other things um like our farmers appreciation event we brought one in and for our annual meeting we brought one in yeah but i mean like big time one that will draw several thousand like people will travel mm -hmm. to see now i don't know exactly what the dollars are but is that ever was that ever thought it hasn't been okay. for like a Farley Fest main stage thing, but we're, you know, we're super open to suggestions. We'll never say flat out no and, unless we look into it and it's just not cost effective. Might I suggest the looking <laughs> into a comedian? You can definitely <laughs> suggest that. Because they always go to Fargo and Sioux Falls. They're always okay. in those cities. Yep. And potentially it could be a stopping point. And maybe it becomes a standalone event. 
Right. And it then could. it just works out whenever, and it be may make it again. It puts Millbank kind of on the map for right. another another thing. Because I I don't know if I like the idea of trying to put everything you can think of into one weekend because then it's one one and done, and then there's mm-hmm. nothing else in the community. If we're gonna look at that as straight up community, uh, uh, in in resource building, right. Then spreading it out, you know, different kinds of things makes some sense. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that's something that I've been thinking about myself um, and looking at trying to do. Yeah, that but. would be cool. Um, I do like comedians, so that would be awesome. Um, so one of the things, you know, the, the reason we do this specific show is to find people that I <laughs> that I want to talk to at this point uh, and, and and that will come in because I've asked a lot of people and I get turned down quite a bit because really? a lot of people are just I think they're either afraid uh, or they, it's just the unknown they don't mm-hmm. know what it's about but they're afraid of the microphone or they're could afraid be. of the having their story out there I think they're more afraid of of the the fact that this gets out into the ether okay. I, and I, I think that's it because yeah. I can talk at it at over dinner with mm-hmm. them no problem Yep. But say you could come in, let's interview. Whoa. You know, that's then big... once it's out there, yeah. it's out there. Yeah. Which... <laughs> There's no getting it back. But that's the point. I mean, exactly. I, next Monday, today is the uh, this 13th, oh, Friday the 13th. Oh, I is. forgot about that. That's right. I was going to wear all black here. today. Oh, Shoot. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> uh, next Monday, the nine, what is that? 16th, I believe. Yes. Uh, I am in this studio here. I have Erna Cahill coming in. Okay. She's 102, I think. Wow. She was just interviewed last Tuesday by South Dakota Public Television. Yeah. For a piece that they're doing on like towns that are now gone. I've in heard South about Dakota. all that. And so they 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 wanted her specifically to talk about Albi or Aldi, okay. however you say it, yep. Minnesota, which is a little township that used to be here. Uh, there's something there still, I think, but not. Anyways, but she had family that was around there, so. They interviewed her for that. Well, I went and photographed her for, because that's the other thing we have to do with you. Got to get a head, headshot of your oh, face. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I did that so I'd have uh, the PR I need for that. And she's coming in next Monday. And the reason that I, a, a big part of the reason this whole podcast thing exists for us is to try to capture those stories. Because yeah. not to be anything morbid or <laughs> or soothsaying, um, these stories are going to die. Yeah. Be unless we do something about it. Right. Unless we record them, capture them, talk about it, write them down. We don't have people that journal anymore. Right. I mean, you go back 500 years and you get people's journals and it is detailed. Right. Uh one of the fun things that we didn't get into but we will uh in the coming weeks and months. Um Jim Warry, who is a train guy, he has the ledger that the the uh the guy that ran the trains, the train master here in town, had. Oh, cool. So he, and it's like weather, trains that came in, all the details every day from, well, into the, into the 1800s. Wow. So that is really cool. Yeah. So he's got that history, and we're going to come in and just start digging through it and, and kind of pull that out. Right. Um, but it's all these little stories that, that we need to know about. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone is a century old, they have stories to tell. Absolutely. And we need to record them, but it's getting them to figure out. So if you can go out there and tell people that it's not that scary, mm-hmm. then we'll be good. I I will do that. <laughs> Definitely. 
And I totally agree with all that, though, because people don't journal anymore. Mm-mm. And getting these stories out um, in the public or, or even just, or just written down. Them. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, just getting them down. I think I totally agree is super important. Mm-hmm. And um, we did some interviews with our grandparents um, about uh, the war, the war, you know, mm-hmm. our grandpas, I should say, um, before they passed away. Um, and got those down, and th- I think those those types of things are really important yeah. um, to get those stories because you can't once they're gone that you just those stories are gone and the history it's it's gone too. The, so yeah. Um. So in in the the you know the the light of the reason that we do this interview, um, the the underlying piece is the connection to Millbank. You yeah. Know, what is it? Oh, and what could what can Millbank do? And you have a unique perspective just simply because you're in a different uh, milieu than most people in town because you, your office is in the city office. And so mm-hmm. you see things from a totally different perspective from other people that don't ever go in that building. Right. And don't know who the mayor is and don't know, you know, what the planning, mm-hmm. uh, who's, who's on the committees and what they're talking about. Correct. And I think you have a unique perspective. But one of the things I, I want to know and I try to, find from everyone is what can uh in your estimation Millbank do to become sustainable mm-hmm. in 2018 and beyond right um yeah and i w- i want to say too that i the building that i work in i'm so blessed to be in that building because um well first of all it's a beautiful building it's only 12 years old and we've got that sculpture garden behind it and it's so pretty back there um but it's nice because i'm in the same building as the the city offices the police department the grant county economic development corporation game fish and parks we have our community room in there that the chamber runs um it's just a nice central hub for um a lot of the community and i really like to be a part of that to be a part of where the action is essentially um you know it's it's one of those those fun fun things to be a part of so um, as far as being sustainable, that's, that's a loaded question, I think. <laughs> this is the point. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of things. Um, okay. One, throw yeah. one out I, and then, then we'll kind of wrap, but, but the, you know, we have a lot of great businesses in town who do a lot for our community for providing jobs and, um, just community support in general, but we need more of those. We need more businesses in town that are not only providing more jobs, but but providing um, uh, opportunities for their employees to get involved, providing um, uh, support to the community, and um, and then along with that, it's like the chicken and egg thing. And I know you know this, um, but the housing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can't have <laughs> new jobs without housing for these new people, and you can't have housing, housing without, without jobs, new jobs. Yeah. So. It's it's tough because, you know, we don't have a lot of builders who like to just come in and not have a guaranteed sale. And I get that, you know, that houses cost a lot of money to build. Um, I think more rentals would help us out a lot. Yeah, but that that's a decent investment up front. That's it needed. is. It is. It is. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and, and do we want as a community, do we want to be a a landlord driven mm-hmm. community or do we want to be an owner driven? Right. Absolutely. And I agree. Um, we want people to come into town and make that commitment to mm-hmm. stay in town. Um, but we don't want it 
to be a forced thing either. (laughs) It's nice to have that transitional thing. Um, You know, when we moved to Millbank, there was nothing for rent. Um, We, you know, granted, we just had a three month old and we didn't need a lot of space. Um, But we just, we knew we would be here um, for a number of years because we moved here to open a business. And so, um, so we bought right off the bat, Mm -hmm. we bought a house, um, but it wasn't necessarily because that was our first choice, but it was kind of our only choice and, um, not, it wasn't a bad choice. It was a good choice, I think. Um, but it's nice to have, uh, options, Mm -hmm. I think, um, for people. Does Millbank need to grow? Yes, I think so. I think so. Um. You know, I haven't seen the latest numbers um, as far as population, and I, I would be very interested to see since the last census when it was 3353. Um, you know, well, that depends on what side of town you're driving on. <laughs> really? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't say that on both sides? Nope. What does the other side say? I don't remember, but it's different. <laughs> like higher or lower? Um, I want to say one is in the 3400s or 3600s. Oh, okay. I just and that one's that, older. I don't care. How right. hard can it be? You make one, make four. Right. Well, right. Yeah. If you want, and unless you're trying to discourage people, <laughs> you come in from the Minnesota side, you get one number. You come in from the middle of the South Dakota side, you get another number. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I guess I haven't noticed that. Yeah. I'll have I to only pay did attention. because I had to go photograph them all. Oh well, then you would definitely know. And then I started looking at them, and so the job I was or the project we were working on. I contacted the person I was working with and said, okay, which number do you want to show? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> right, because they're different. Right. Or they were. This was a year ago, but hmm. they could be different now, but I doubt it. Right, right. Well, um, one other thing. We had a uh, a friend of ours is a um, uh, works in the healthcare world, and... Drugs and such are <laughs> a thing mm-hmm. in communities bigger than ours. Yes. They're a thing here, but uh, percentage-wise, it is a different thing. Um, you know, maybe the same percentage, but the actual number is lower just because, you know, by nature of population. Right. Uh, if Millbank grows, mm-hmm. are we prepared to deal with the rise in, in the percentage may not change, but the actual rise in mm-hmm. numbers of the negative that comes with growth. Right. And I, I don't know, that's probably hypothetical or right. uh, um, uh, rhetorical because I, uh, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either. Um, hopefully the police department would be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. I would like to think we are for at least a a, a small jump in population. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously there's other things that need to right. happen for us to grow significantly, but um, I think I think for us, unless something huge comes to town, employer wise, mm-hmm. it's going to be a slow and steady growth. And you know that's okay. I think because it, it gives us time to prepare and. Uh, get ready for 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 potential growth and and I don't think Millbank ever wants to be the size of, you know, Sioux Falls or Fargo. I don't think that's the case. Um 
it's it's nice to be in a small town mm-hmm. but not but still have a lot of the amenities right. that you that you need um now granted there are things you can't get here but there are a lot of things you can get here mm-hmm. and um of course <laughs> working at the chamber shopping local is a huge huge deal and i I highly, highly promote shopping local first because that, you know, you need your tax dollars to stay where you live. Um, and so it's great that you can, you can be in a small town like Millbank and still have the majority of what you need mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great thing. And, and with a little bit more growth, um, that, w- that can only get better. Yeah. Competition typically, um, makes everyone do better yes and if you can't do better on price just based on size then maybe you can make that up in service right you can make that up in other things that are value add products yeah that you can throw in there without having to eat it right um on the the product side and you know i understand if you've got buying issues if you're a big company you can buy a lot of them Mm -hmm. and you get you get a better deal absolutely Um, and that that is the unfortunate reality of of a small town, right? Is we can't when their fam- a family run business doesn't have access to the same buying power mm-hmm. as a big chain does, right? And I have a hard time being upset about that because that is the nature of our of our society, right? Yeah. Um, and but to me, it makes it even more imperative that if you are a small family run retail shop where you're buying the exact product that another big company is. Mm-hmm. You have to differentiate yourself, not just say, well, we're just, we're, we can't fix it, so too bad. Right. But we can't get the price they do. However, we do all these other things right. that, that make it, make your life better. And I think that's the sell. And getting that to be in the forefront of some of the old school mentality is difficult. Absolutely. And yeah, that, that, when you can't get the prices that these major retailers are getting, you have to have that extra thing, that that great customer service, the, that great people skills, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever those little extras it takes to get that sale are highly important. And I think that that is a really important thing for people to remember that, um, you know, if you own a biz- small business, um, if you don't give those extras and you're priced, you know, a whatever percentage higher people do have that option to drive to watertown yeah. and get their stuff and and um why you know why would you want to promote you know why would you want to encourage that mm-hmm. it, all it takes is a little friendly <laughs> friendly yeah. customer service i think it, customer service to me is um an area that um and i don't mean millbank specifically but everywhere um it just it really needs to be um on the on a pr- top priority list for people for mm-hmm. businesses because it makes all the difference in the world um that smile that eye contact that um you know that small conversation with with your customer that all is so important and it and it makes a difference and it's going to be the difference between whether that that person comes back or doesn't and until and, it's uh, too much, and that okay. happens also. Yes. Uh, there. What the, the, example of, well, of too much? Example is you walk in a store and you aren't allowed to just look around because they are right there with you. Hey, what can I do for you? We're going to get you. Mm-hmm. Hi. What project are you working on? What do you need? 
Yeah. You know, at some level, be available. Make yourself available and known for when we need the question. Right. And be willing to drop what you're doing and take me there. Don't go, it's way back in that corner on the left. You'll find it somewhere on that aisle. Yep. No. Absolutely. Let's walk there. Because, I mean, I, I, <laughs> way back, I used to work at Walmart. Whoa. I hate this store, but way back. <laughs> and that's just, it, it's a different ballgame. You I have, you, you go, you take them there. Mm-hmm. Show them. And that it's those little things. And it's not about go there and then stand there. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else can I do for you? Yeah. Thanks. Let me know. I'm going to be right over here. I'm, yeah. I'm still on the shelf. Let me know if you have any more questions. Don't hover. Yeah. But be there. Be available. But be available. Mm-hmm. And that's the tough uh, balance that mm-hmm. I, I think is hard to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Maybe not. And I don't know if it works. And it, it's harder in our current, uh, with the current crop of uh, employable mm-hmm. people. <laughs> employable, that's a word. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that is a reality, though. And th- there are some places that I don't like to frequent now mm-hmm. because uh, it feels like it's overboard. And so yeah. I just, honestly, I'm going to go somewhere else. I, I would rather not have assistance than have too much assistance. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the line. I don't think it should ever go the other way. Right. You don't, yeah, you don't want people hovering and feel like you're being watched. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to take something? That's, yeah, yeah. You don't want to <laughs> yeah. feel uh, like they think you're a criminal when you walk yeah. in because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because there's this other piece. If they are all of a sudden they can just sit with you the whole time, then are they that bored? There's nothing they can be doing. <laughs> Because there's that perception too. Oh, you got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hold you up from your work. Keep going. I'm just looking for pipe here. I'm looking for, I don't know, corn, something. <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. I agree. So anyway, that that piece can I believe can make or break a small town, um, commerce. Absolutely. Um, and we 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 have uh the chamber has offered customer service, um type classes uh speakers that we've brought in before mm-hmm. and um i don't think that you can ever go to too many of those you know oh no we, we would we yeah. i would get the response um now it's been over a year since we brought the, this one in particular in um but we would get the response uh oh i've done those before well yeah you maybe have to learn. you maybe have but um i think <laughs> that is one um area of uh, uh, that's just one area that that can never you can never know too much about. Mm-hmm. Um, you it's never bad to have reminders. Maybe you'll pick up one or two little more tidbits about something. Um, I'm just I'm just a huge advocate for great customer service, mm-hmm. and um, now I try as best as I possibly can when I'm at the chamber. When somebody walks in the door, I try to have a smile in my face. Even if it's the midst of my chaotic, you're crazy, best farly time. best week. <laughs> um, I try to always make sure um, I have time for people. Whether and a lot of times, especially in the summer, because it's a visitor center, um, a lot a lot of people will come in and they are not from the area. They're looking for right. brochures. They're looking for directions. They're looking for recommendations. Yeah. And, and that is the representation of our community mm-hmm. too. And if as you're crabby, right? And as the, well, like that's exactly it. I might be the first, the the front lines mm-hmm. of Millbank for some of these people coming in. And if I barely look up from my desk and say, "Yeah, mm-hmm. what do you right. what? Why do you want? Yeah, mm-hmm. that hey, you kids get off my lawn." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, that just speaks volumes for the community. All it takes is one negative interaction yeah. with somebody in a community to to turn to turn somebody off. You know, that person might be from, you know, Wyoming and they get back in their car. They just stop to stretch and check out the, the museum area and the atrium and, you know, if all they get is this crabby chamber director, that's the yeah. impression they're going to have of Millbank. And, and what, what that's, that's, that's awful. <laughs> that would be awful. Mm-hmm. So um, I try to represent Millbank as best as possible. And I, and I hope that other people um, do too. And, and, and actually care about it, you know, want to, want to be that smiling face, that um, yeah. happy personality, whether, you know, people don't need to, or if you're having a crabby, crappy day, <laughs> people don't need to know that. Not everyone needs to know that. You can go complain yeah. to somebody else later on, but don't, but don't do it. Don't let the people in front of you who you're supposed to be um, helping or assisting. Don't yeah. let them know. Excellent. Uh, well, we probably should wrap this, this <laughs> episode one with Laura. <laughs> No, uh, I actually, <laughs> I, uh, there, there's a chance that, uh, we'll drag you into some of the other shows we do. Okay. Um, and I still think we should do a, a chamber, a cha- chamber feed. Sure. Uh, or something. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? We'll talk about that. But, Definitely. Uh, this is the, the Why Millbank Podcast Network, the interview, um, where we sit down with people that have some connection to Millbank, whether they live here and love it, uh, don't live here and love it. Uh, live here and hate it. I don't care. <laughs> I want to know what the connection is uh, and what Millbank can do um, to be more sustainable, I guess. Um, any last words? I mean, not that you're dying, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening to this before uh, July 20th, you should really come out to Farley Fest <laughs> July a, 20th through the 22nd. There's a shameless plug. Otherwise, um, thanks for having me and I really appreciate of it. Of course. Anytime. This is the Why Millbank Podcast Network. The interview, we are available on iTunes, the Apple Podcast Store. We're also on the Google Play Store, uh, whymillbank.com slash podcasts, or just click on the podcast button and you'll get uh, you'll get all the shows that originate out of this studio. Uh, we have three currently, and then we're working on another one uh, that will include some high school students. It'll be kind of fun. Uh, and then if you have any thoughts, you want to come and tell your story, let us know. There's a contact button on the website, whymillblank.com. Give us your name and what you want to talk about, and let's do it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>